What's happening, TJ fam? It's Garrett Simmons here. I know it's been a minute since I've been on uh, the pod with with TJ and the guys. We kind of are uh, pivoting from the from the Cornberry Tour stuff, and uh, moving forward, I will be doing a lot of live golf. Uh, I know that obviously has been a polarizing thing for the golf community as a whole uh, the last couple months. Um, everyone has their own opinion. Uh, for me, again, I know I might get pegged as this live guy. I, I'm indifferent about it. Uh, I, I think that people are, are highlighting some of the wrong things. Obviously, I am in the same boat as most people. I want the best players in the world to play golf against each other on a, on a, on a weekly basis, and I think most people do. That being said, I think there's some things that, um, you know, I, these guys are golfers. I, I don't think that, I think the funding, some of that stuff, in my opinion, if Jeff Bezos started a new tour and you name your billionaire that, you know, isn't the Saudis, I still think there would be the same uh, backlash from PGA Tour diehards from people that don't want to see, you know, something split up. You know, anytime we see any sort of um, disruption in, in golf, et cetera, um, you're going to see, or anything else, not even just golf, you're going to see some, you know, some backlash. And, you know, I really do not think that, uh, I think there's a double standard with uh, what we're supporting. You know, we get a lot of stuff from the Saudis, gas, oil, you know, you name it. Um, and so I don't see us all driving around electric cars because we, you know, can't support things. So I, I think that uh, if we think about golf, I think, in, to, to be honest, I, I think in the future, I think Love Live has done a lot of things right. I think there's a lot of things that are tacky. Greg Norman coming in on a, you know, skyrocketing off a helicopter, skydiving in. It's like this guy, I'm not a big Greg Norman fan. Sorry to, to anybody. You know, I think it's, I think him having a vendetta against the live uh, or against the PGA tour just breeds a rivalry. I think that uh, it kind of makes them not as, uh, as reputable, but again, I might get canceled for all this, but um, that's my thoughts on it. And, and, you know, as long as they're still covering, I'm kind of in DB's camp, as long as they're playing golf. I mean, we're, we're a betting podcast and, um, and cover golf. So as long as they're covering golf, we're going to cover it. I think every platform is, um, I think it's very, it's a very interesting aspect, you know, as an F1 fan, as a European soccer fan, I think it really does have the aspect of being, or has the potential to be something like that. When you have captains that have equity in their team and, you know, as these move forward, I think it would be sweet to have less teams, you know, instead of eight, you know, call it 48 players, call it six teams of eight or something along those lines where you have people trading relegation, all of those things that, uh, that could be, you know, if there's more match play events within those teams or things like that, I I really do think that it could, um, it could spark up golf. You know, it's, it's funny how, you know, the last however many years, there's been so much just backlash against the PGA tour broadcast, you know, there's, and now that there's something else, it's like PGA Tour. It's like they, they weren't doing everything right. You know, the, there's the video. You know, a lot of people. I, I would consider myself in the upper tier of golf fans and golf nerds that really love the game. I'm not watching golf on Thursday, Friday. You know, in, unless it's a major, unless it's the Masters, and I'm streaming it at work, etc. Um, so I definitely think that there's a lot of things that tour even can take from live as far as camera angles, as far as some of the things they're doing and not doing. I know it's a little bit different that live doesn't have that, you know, there's no advertisements and that can obviously change the, change the game. But, um, in, in my opinion, when you have competition in any industry, um, it's, it's both, it's, it's good for both parties. Um, so that's my list spiel. Um, I, I will be uh, covering most of the events or helping helping TJ and helping DB and Pat cover most of these events moving forward. 
Um, obviously, I, I did watch that event in Boston. I think they're kind of, I wouldn't say they're getting better and better, but, um, you know, one of the other things that's really great is that there's no, you know, they can do things, they can pivot, they can make decisions, they can, they can adjust on the fly. And uh, I think that's something that the PGA Tour, you know, to get the players to wear shorts, that might take five years or never, people can never agree on it. Live golf did that after one round, you know, so the idea that we can, they can adapt and change um, on the fly to make things better. I think that's, that's, uh, that's always great when you have a little bit more open, open, um, just a little bit more flexibility. And uh, so again, we'll see how it, we'll see how it plays out. Um, I think that uh, it's gained a lot more traction than people anticipated, but again, we'll see. I still obviously am a huge fan of the PGA tour, all the guys that play on the tour. Um, but I also can see, you know, you read Harold, Harold Varner's, um, release after he, you know, joins live and it's like, man, I, I grew up not having a lot of money. My kids are going to have generational wealth, you know, playing golf. And it's cool to have a refreshing, honest thing. I, I'm in the camp of, along with everything else in life until you really are in that position yourself, it's hard to have a real stance on it. So I am, um, malleable. I am open and I am, uh, I'm indifferent about the whole situation. So again, as long as it's happening, I'm going to cover the golf and focus on the golf, um, and not necessarily the politics that are involved in it. Um, so yeah, this week we're in Chicago, rich harvest farms, super private golf course, Jerry rich, Jerome, Jerry rich, real, uh, estate owner, president, self-made businessman. Um, he, it's about 50 miles West of Chicago. Um, not a lot of members. They actually have this super crazy like car museum on site it's 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 bizarre but par 72 uh yeah 70 par, par 72 7700 yards so they can stretch this puppy out 155 slope so this thing is like i'm learning all about slope playing golf with a bunch of high handicappers and how that works and all that good jazz but um something like that uh you know is I have, I've been reading a lot you know, they've had, had a lot of amateur stuff western am palmer cup ncaa championships um, they did have the Solheim cup in 09. That was kind of the biggest, their biggest event they've had. Um, everything that I'm reading and hearing from people that have played the golf course, uh, member of the golf course, a lot of blind tee shots, a lot of precision. Hey, you know, very similar to maybe some courses, you know, not, not links golf, but you know, where you're, you're just trusting your caddy, you're trusting your yardage book, you're trusting your shots. Um, it's a little bit more of like, all right, hit it here and just, you know, believe that's the right line. So, um, historically when i see those i think of people that um are ball strikers that can pinpoint here here and you know first people that come to mind guys like charles howell guys like again it's going to depend on how they how it how they set it up what the weather is um i think they're going to have good weather the rest of the weekend they're calling for you know mid 80s and sunny so hopefully the course will be nice and dry it's not going to play wet and long um so that's that's what we're looking like for the golf course um ben everywhere obviously uh and that rye being up in chicago so i'm excited to watch it that's kind of my favorite kind of golf is when you know good fast bent in my opinion is the is the best uh as far as as far as golf goes as far as betting wise um diving into it i know the the books are getting a little bit better at getting everything going and 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 firing off some of these bets um, obviously coming in the favorite this week is DJ obviously coming off a big win. Cam Smith up there, Yako, Gooch, Louie, Abraham, Reed kind of in your top top tier. Um as far as outrights, guys that I like, 
guys that I think have a little bit of um have a little bit of value. I like Lahiri. I like Honorable Lahiri coming off his, you know, his second event. I think these guys that are are new um are definitely trying to come out with a bang and and are a little bit not necessarily more passionate about the guys that have already kind of settled in, but you saw him losing in a playoff last week. Um FanDuel has him. Why are my odds messed up? Let's see. American odds. Forty to one. I, I like Lahiri at forty one. He's my favorite outright guy this week. Um, that has a little bit of value. I also like Charles Howell. I know I mentioned him earlier as far as ball striking. Maybe not to win, but if we look at uh, a top ten uh, on Fanduel, we see Charles Howell at plus two hundred. I really like that. Obviously, it seems a little bit low from a PGA Tour standpoint, but you got to remember there's only forty eight guys in the field, so top ten is going to be a little bit easier. Um, other guys I like kind of going down the board a little bit more long shot guys love. I like Matt Jones. I think he, I think he hits it really well. I think he's, you know, there's a lot of kind of these blind tee shots and stuff uh, in Australia. I like him coming in at 80 to one. I think there's a little bit of value there um, to get the job done and win. Um, if we really go down the board, some of these guys that are a little bit lower down, Lori Cantor, Englishman. I think uh, you know we're due for some of these guys on the board to to have a good week and play well. Um, matchup wise, I do looks like they're still a little bit behind the game on it, but there is one matchup that I love. I know I mentioned Lahiri, Lahiri Westwood, uh, basically even money minus one ten on either side uh, on DraftKings. Uh, I do like Lahiri beating Westwood this week, and the one that I really love, uh, I like Neiman. I think Neiman's breaking through. Uh, you know, obviously losing in a playoff to DJ. He's plus 115 for the tournament to beat DJ. Um, you know, nothing against DJ. Obviously, he's, you know, one of the a freak athlete, one of the best talents in the world. Um, he doesn't need, really need to practice much to to go out and win a golf tournament. You know, I, I've talked to a lot of people that have coached him and been in his camp, and he's just one of those freak guys where, you know, he can be on a boat for two to two weeks and pick up a golf club and, you know, and be a freak talent so you know you never can look past dj that being said you know i think there's good value in you know him not doing it you know not going back to back and neiman kind of getting the job done after he's been knocking on the door so i like him plus 115 uh, again that's on DraftKings. so I, I i do like that also like cameron tringale again another a new guy second event um him against brent weisberger that's another even money matchup that if you're going to take a matchup for the tournament, I like Trin Gali. Um, looking at looking at the old, just the live golf in the hole. There's actually been you know Taylor Gooch. I don't know what he is to top ten, but he is top ten in the first three events so far that he has played so far. Um, so I do like Gooch. Uh, I don't like minus one forty to top ten, um, but I do like Harold Barner to top ten. He's plus two forty. To uh, to finish in the top ten, I think that uh, again on the ball strikers course, he's a ball striker, um, and he again is just excited to go play. And uh, had some, he was actually up in my neck of the woods, up in Boone, playing in a tournament um, up at Diamond Creek, and so I had some caddies that uh, were talking to him, and his game looks good, and he's in the in the right place. So I like Harold coming in this week to top ten. I know I'm a little bit all over the board with with who I like and some of these, uh, you know, again, the books are still kind of gaining traction there. Um, but, uh, yeah, Harold, who else do I like that's on this list? 
Um, you know, if they're going to stretch it out, it's going to be, again, it's going to be really interesting to see what they do, how it stretches it out, how long the rough is. But if they do stretch it out closer to that 7,700 yards, I know in these first gotten a couple of events, we did see some hard golf courses. Wouldn't put it past Bryson, Matt, Matt Wolf, Bryson and Matt Wolf. I know, I know Matt's, it's hard for him to string together. It used to be hard for him to get string together four rounds on the PGA Tour, and now he's got to string together three. I mean, you know, obviously had a good kind of start last event in, um, you know, last, last level golf event. And uh, in Boston, so I, I think that there's value there. Um, and uh, again, it's it's interesting to see um, just how 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 it will pan out as far as course setup. We don't really have a huge um, sample size to how it's been in the past. Obviously, being the first event, so there's a little bit of a crapshoot there. Um, but I'm excited for the match play stuff. I, I know it's a little bit hard, or not match play, but the team event stuff. I know as that evolves uh, i think that could be a fun element of betting you know what team's going to do this what it, t- it does seem like you know the goose johnson aces are um kind of the alabama right now uh, you know in live golf it seems like they're going to take it home but as uh, in my opinion as they gain more traction as they get more players i think the perezes and, and all of these people that are kind of hanging on the coattails of their uh, you know top performing teams will get weeded out and um We'll see a little bit more of, uh, you know, I know I mentioned earlier, if these captains, you know, if they have equity in their team, they're going to be incentivized for, you know, to have a good team, to trade players, to, you know, pick up guys, to recruit saying, hey, you know, I I do think that there's a little bit more of that going on than people think about. It's not just Liv and Greg Norman recruiting players. It can be more of the players on the tour. Hey, you know, do that, you know, come over here, come on my team. You know, even Brooks, a guy like Brooks Kepka, who a lot of people criticize as, you know, who cares? He just wants the bag. He doesn't want to care about golf anymore. If he's got equity, you know, you can, you can translate it to money. If he has equity in, in, in the game and in his team, and then he's going to want a good team. So he's going to, he definitely, there is definitely going to be a pull to get some of these guys um, again. And, and I think there, I, I think, I think live golf is split. Uh, I, I do think that there's, Half the guys that have a vendetta against the PGA Tour, as you can see by some of those lawsuits, et cetera. I think there's a lot of guys on, the tour, on, on Live that are have nothing against the tour. You know, DJs come out, you know, hey, had a great time on tour, et cetera. I think there's a lot of guys that, again, have nothing against the tour. I think that kind of vendetta comes more from Greg Norman and, the, and, and Live as a whole. Um, but again, going back to, you know, HV3's comments and him joining, I, I don't think it's it's – Hey, I hate the PGA Tour. It's just, hey, this is an opportunity that's going to be good for me and my family. And um, and and when, when we are not in that position to uh, get a bag, then uh, it's hard for us to have a real opinion. I know if Liv contacts me and says, "Hey, you want to do a podcast every week for us? We'll give you a fat bag." Then you know it's going to be hard to say no. So. Again, that's my thoughts on Liv. I know it's been a little bit of a mix between a golf course preview, a couple little bets, and you know, Rich Harvest Farms again, it'll be cool. I, I think it's always cool to see new golf courses that don't always get, you know, televised. Obviously it's fun seeing Pebble, Augusta, the big ones every year. But again, as a golf fan, it's cool to see the best players, some of the best players in the world, uh, play on new golf courses, see how they, you know, see how they do, uh, on some of these courses that are well-known top 100, you know, courses in the country that, um, have not really seen the public eye. Um, I think it could be good for just golf as a whole to get some more exposures from some of these new courses. So we'll see how it plays out again. Garrett Simmons here up in the mountains of North Carolina. I will be 
covering live and doing everything I can, maybe trying to get out to several couple events, still helping out with the PJ tour. Again, this is not me being, um, you know, jumping on Greg Norman's back. I still think he's a tool. Um, but as long as Liv's still playing and there's professional golf and there's, you know, the field that there are and people playing, then, um, we're going to cover it. I'm going to cover it. I'm going to be excited about it. You know, golf, obviously it can be a little bit different to, you know, one of the, the other big caveat is like, what are they playing for? You know? And again, it's a new event. It's a new series. Sure. There's not this legacy thing, but in five, 10, 15 years, you know, everything has a beginning, everything evolves over time. And, uh, I think as as things evolved, as as people, as leadership's willing to be flexible, as players give input, I think that um, you know the more power that is in the whole people instead of just kind of one person is you know, and I know you could argue Greg Norman is just you know the dictator, but I don't think that's the case. I think that there is a lot of feedback from the players on even just like what music are we going to play, all all of this good jazz. And as far as that goes, I know we even touched on the music and I know it's just kind of turned into a live rant, but um, I, I just, I feel it's necessary and I have my thoughts on it. I mean, I'm 28. I love the game, love to play. And I just got back from Scotland. I can appreciate walking, no music, having a caddy single carry and, you know, playing the raw land back in the States. I also can appreciate blasting music, having a couple cocktails, gambling, driving a golf cart around. That's what we, that's, that's the golf now. That's what we do. That's what everyone does when they play golf in the States. And it's refreshing as a spectator. Um, again, I have not been to a live event, but it's refreshing as a spectator, you know, to say, Hey, okay, there's music playing. It's, it's more of an event. It's more of like Phoenix open-esque, uh, when you go to these events. And to be honest, back in my caddy days, I've caddied for a lot of these tour players at country clubs outside of a tour setting. They're doing all the same thing. They're drinking, they're having a couple cocktails. They're, they're blasting music. You know, that's how they want to play, you know, when they're not playing on the tour. So it's, it's refreshing for these guys to actually play for dough, play in competition, wear shorts, music's playing. Um, and I think it actually is for a lot of these guys, especially the younger guys um, on, on live. It's a lot, it feels a lot more like them playing at home. They're a little bit more comfortable. They can look, they can be more of themselves. They don't have to be buttoned up, polished. Um, and they can, and in my opinion, you're going to get a little bit more raw reactions, et cetera. I am not a big fan of, you know, guys like Gooch saying it feels like a Ryder cup. I'm in that camp of like, you know, bullshit, uh, you know, it does feel like there's some forced things that they have to say or do that, you know, to promote live. Hopefully that will change as, as it evolves and they can get, you know, people can give more of their raw opinion, but we'll see, we'll see how it plays out. I'm open to it. Um, open to some competition. Uh, in the golf landscape, I think we are overdue for it being uh, shaken up. Um, that being said, you know, obviously, real tight with a lot of players and caddies still in the Corn Ferry Tour, PJ Tour, all in support of what they're doing. And you know, again, nothing against the Roms, the Schefflers, the JTs, the Spees, the Rorys. Um, I I'm a big Rory guy, so nothing against them and what they want to do. Um, but I also think that uh, it, it can be a little bit unfair to just just write all these guys off toby i see you in the chat again the books are a little bit different you know are, are definitely evolving fan duel draft kings you can do all the outright stuff outright top five top 10 top 20 uh top five top tens and a win this week matchup in three balls um that is shaking up a little again i, I threw out a couple draft king ones looks like fan duel has no matchups but DraftKings does have a couple matchups like four or five and it looks like about six or seven matchups 
Um, hopefully, again, I know I mentioned earlier, I'm excited to start, start betting on some team stuff um, and seeing how that plays out. The broadcast, I think it's experimental. It does feel a little bit jumboed as far as the shotgun start goes. And I know I'm touching on everything. Uh, a live kind of all spread, you know, spread and spread out. Um, I think that's, I understand the shotgun start, mix it up with the players. They all, you know, the same wave kind of thing. I think it would be cool if the last round wasn't a shotgun start um, just because it does feel a little bit, you know, you get to the end and it's chaos. You're like, what hole is this? Three holes left. It says three holes left for two hours, you know? Um, so I think that maybe a last round, a last round tee times could be interesting. Um, you know, they're not going to be that spaced out. You don't have too much of a wave because there's only 48 guys. And so that's basically one wave within itself. So I don't think that, uh, I think that I am a fan of tee times. Um, but we'll see, you know, there's there, I feel like the broadcast is getting better and better. Obviously that playoff with DJ, you don't have much to play for, but it's still kind of exciting. I mean, you're watching Dustin Johnson and, and some of the other best players in the world in a three-man playoff, Cam Smith hitting, you know, hitting crazy shots and, and still, you know, you can see why he's still one of the best players in the world, no matter, you know, what kind of pants, shorts or pants he's got on and what tour he's playing on, what golf course he's playing on. So I'm excited to watch the event this week. And I will, uh, again, excited to, to touch back in and kind of be back a part of the TJ fam a little bit more and, uh, and cover some of these more live events as they go. So that's all I got for now. Look forward to touching base uh, next event and or next time I'm on, you know, helping with the PGA Tour. So see you. And yeah, go make some dough this week. Bye, guys.